Coming up on Encouragement Today, we'll explore the history of marriage and talk about what it takes to make marriage work in our fast-paced world. That's just ahead on Encouragement Today. Welcome to Encouragement Today, providing biblically-based encouragement and insight on a wide range of practical issues. Now here's your host, Don Hawkins. Thank you, Steve, and thank you, friend, for joining us. Our mission on this program is to provide biblically-based encouragement and insight on a wide range of issues. I'm delighted to welcome two good friends, longtime pastors. Dr. Glenn Cook is pastor of First Baptist Church of Fate, Texas, and uh, they have provided studio space for us to record encouragement today. And uh, Glenn is both a certified life coach, certified pastoral counselor, has almost 50 years in the pastorate. Good to have you with us, my brother. Thank you, Don. It's a pleasure to be here with you. I've been looking forward to getting you back in this studio. And also Dr. Kelly Carr. Uh, Kelly's been a pastor for 30 years, 25 as a senior pastor. He's also a certified life coach. He is the pastor liaison for Master Life Coach Training Institute. Now, gentlemen, I want to ask you as we talk about the subject of marriage, how much of your time as pastors has been spent on marriage issues, would you say, dealing with people? About 50%. Hmm. Would you say, Kelly? I'd say that's pretty close in terms of, you know, just dealing with people on a regular basis or people coming in to talk. Hmm. So, in other words, this is an area where people seem to have trouble. Marriages don't all uh, seem to be real heavenly. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I guess you're right. They're made in heaven, but they have to be lived out here on earth. Which brings us to the topic of uh, where marriage started. Let's go back to the very beginning. Glenn, set the stage for us. How did marriage get started? Marriage is God's idea. He had it all planned out before we could even know that we were here. He showed us from the very beginning in Genesis chapter 1 and 2. God created man. He created them physically, male and female. He created them in such a way that we have desires. He created them in such a way that we are like God in in this respect, that we have ideas. But God himself developed the program of marriage. Which brings up the subject, Kelly, of uh, the first not good back in Genesis Everything was said to be very good, and then you get this statement, it's not good for man to be alone. Talk about that element in marriage and the companionship dimension. You know, it's interesting because I remember going to college and telling my pastor, you know, the first year I was in college, I was really going to focus on spiritual growth. I was going to a Christian college, and that I was not going to really even consider looking around for um, anybody to date or anything. And he reminded me of that verse. You know, he said, you know, the Lord said it's not good for man to be alone, so it's okay (laughs) if you want to go out and look for somebody, look for the right person, you know, spiritually. Now, we're talking about in the beginning, God created Adam and Eve and uh, male and female. But there are a lot of people today who seem to want to redefine marriage. How do you guys respond to the movement today to redefine marriage? Kelly, let's start with you. Well, God has defined marriage as one man for one woman for one lifetime. Hmm. That's the biblical plan. That's the ideal, and that is exactly what uh, the Lord said, the Lord Jesus, whenever he was here, even though that people had tried to redefine it at that time. But what I found is God's plan really works. There are people talking about um, trying to uh, have same-sex marriage, 
and things like that. But that's definitely not what God planned from the very beginning. In Genesis, if you go right back to the beginning, uh, God created Adam and then he created Eve. And I think it's appropriate to say that God loves people who have gotten into those sinful behaviors, but he doesn't approve of those kinds of behavior. Absolutely correct. Uh, God created man in his own image, and it's a holy situation. It's not just something put together. It's not a social institution. It's not a man-made thing. Like, if it's a man-made thing, then man can change it. But God made it. That makes a special difference. When God does something, he always does it right, and there are no errors in what he does. So I take it it's important then from your perspective as pastors to preach on marriage, to preach on the biblical definition of marriage, and educate people spiritually and biblically on marriage? Yes, sir. One of the most uh, satisfying things that I do from the pulpit is talk about family. Because and one of the things that people respond to the most is family because everybody's got family. They recognize some of the familiar things about it, too. Now, when it comes to family, some people have in-laws and some have in-laws and outlaws as well. Would you agree? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> By that, I mean there are conflicts within a family. Sure, sure. And what would you say, Glenn, is the major problem that you see couples coming to you in a marriage about? The major problem, I think, is found over in the book of Ephesians, where it talks about uh, husbands loving their wives. Hmm and wives respecting their husbands. Definitely, if a husband doesn't love his wife, she's not going to respect him. She's going to have problems. There's going to be confusion, and there's going to be a comparison. Mm -hmm. They're looking for something else. They're trying to improve themselves instead of looking at what God has already given. Here's another fact. Do you know uh, when Adam and Eve were in the garden and Satan came to tempt them, he drew attention to a particular tree mm-hmm. when they had every other tree on planet Earth to have. <laughs> it was that one tree that God said you shall not eat of. And the interesting thing is the consequence of that, Glenn, is that the man began to sort of abdicate his responsibility as the loving leader. And the woman, uh, God said to her, your desire shall be to your husband, maybe to dominate your husband, and he shall rule over you. He'll be an autocrat. And to some degree, some of the major problems in marriage were defined out of that original failure on the part of the first couple. Absolutely. Whenever Adam, you know, he sinned with his eyes wide open. I mean, he yes. he knew exactly what he was doing. Eve, is, the Bible tells us, was deceived, but not Adam. Adam uh, made a conscious decision to go against God's plan. And when he did that, it was like throwing uh, sand in the gas tank of uh, life because it really just messed up the way that marriage is supposed to work. And it messed up the divine order that God had set for God and then the husband and the wife and then to be working together. And so um, they allowed somebody else to come in there at that time, the serpent. Sin came in and it's, it's divided ever since. When we come back, we'll be talking more about some solutions for how the sin problem has infected and affected marriages. You're listening to Encouragement Today. We'll continue right after these messages. 
Have you sensed God calling you to help others, to provide direction and encouragement? If so, life coaching may be just the thing for you. Certified life coaching has helped hundreds of people make powerful life changes, gain meaningful results, and experience happiness in relationships, career, and business while growing spiritually. Faith-based coaches come alongside to offer help, direction, and encouragement. Online Life Coach Training is available from the Master Life Coach Training Institute. It will provide you with a solid biblical and practical foundation, plus equip you with 14 fundamental coaching skills. To learn more about training to become a certified Christian life coach, you may visit masterlifecoach.org. That's masterlifecoach.org. Life Coaching, a tool for making a difference and helping others grow in Christ. Revival Technology, your IT partner, can help your business grow by reducing technology costs and by implementing custom solutions. A faith-based company helping spread the good news with other Christian organizations around the globe, Revival Technology is your technology servant with a heart for the gospel and global vision. For more information, you may call 972-961-4141 or visit RevivalTechnology.com. Is your school or ministry looking for a new and better way to raise funds? Many are raising $30,000 to over $100,000 through an event called Feed the Need, where families pack 10,000 meals for hungry children locally and overseas. If your school or ministry is interested in raising major funds while helping others who are less fortunate, get free information from the Champion Group at champevents.com. That's champevents.com. You're listening to the practical encouragement and insight of encouragement today. Here again is Don Hawkins. Welcome back. We're glad you've joined us today. The program today is focused on marriage issues, how to make marriage work. And we've talked about why marriages don't work very well. Sin has gummed up the works. I have two solid pastoral counselors with me, men who are certified life coaches. Dr. Kelly Carr works as pastoral liaison with the Master Life Coach Training Institute. Dr. Glenn Cook is on the board of the Master Life Coach Training Institute. Both of these guys involved in that important ministry. And uh, let's talk about what is the most important thing, Glenn, for a man to understand going into a marriage. That's a difficult question because there's so many things to communicate (laughs) so many questions to ask just to find out if he really understands what marriage is all about the number one thing i think that's important is to find out their relationship with jesus christ Mm. because if there's not a relationship there how can you really build a relationship with anything or anybody very good point. And you also alluded to a very important issue earlier when you talked about husbands loving their wives. And the model for that, according to Ephesians 5, is about as high a standard as you can get. Yes, sir. Uh, Paul uses that analogy of a marriage as between the church and Christ. And that brings two things uh, together here, Don. Marriage and the church are both in trouble because Christ isn't number one in Mm. both of them. Well, that's an important thing to think about. Dr. Glenn Cook, Dr. Kelly Carr with us on Encouragement Today. 
Kelly, let's suppose that you're prepared to counsel with a young couple headed toward marriage. What would you say to the woman who will be the wife as the most important thing for her at this point? I would tell them both that their relationship to the Lord is key. If they really want to have a great relationship with one another, both of them have to really develop their relationship with the Lord. And as she develops her relationship with the Lord, she's going to desire more and more to work with her husband, not against him. The same thing for the husband. He's going to desire to work with her under God to follow the Lord. And they have a great Christian marriage that way. I used to work with a lot of young couples. And when I say young, I mean, you know, a lot of people get married when they're I mean, they're just out of high school, you know. Right, yes. I mean, we make the most important decisions of our lives, you know, between the ages of about 18 and 21. When we may be too young to make them. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but uh, I tell them, number one, marriage is for the mature. I mean, you're supposed to be mature whenever you get married. And that its main purpose is for companionship, but it also provides a basis for them to serve God, a foundation for serving the Lord together. And God's told us how to do that. I mean, he's the architect for all of that. Now, both of you men have dealt in a lot of pastoral counseling. You're both certified life coaches, Christian life coaches, I might mm-hmm. add. Uh, do you see value in a couple getting ready for marriage to come to a Christian life coach or to a pastoral counselor? Yes, I do. I, in fact, uh, for years I've taught uh, pre-marriage counseling. You know, I've done over 600 weddings, hmm. and I've, I've counseled pre-marriage counseling for a lot of young couples. I've had my own stuff that I used for a long time, just kind of talking about the, the basic areas that they need to cover if they really want it to work, but also taught Marriage 101 and worked with the, uh, the even the state of Texas has a program that you'll get a discount off of your marriage license if you Hmm. will just go through some basic pre-marriage counseling. Hmm. The state of Texas and other states have seen the value of it. Uh, Glenn, let's talk about what are the most common major problem areas in a Christian marriage? Uh, Finances is a very high on the list. Mm -hmm. Um, That perhaps comes together and draws many other problems together. There are so many problems. Whenever you bring a man and a woman together, Christian or not, Mm -hmm. they are two different entities, and they have two different wheels. And when you have two wheels, you're going to have a friction sometime or another, and that friction is going to get hotter and hotter. A lot of times people come for marital counseling, and the problems that they present aren't the real problems at all. It's the things that lie underneath it. The socks by the bed. That's not really a big thing. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But if it happens over and over and over again, it kind of brings up those other issues that are really involved that really cause the conflict. Kelly, what sort of problems have you seen in your experience of marriage counseling? Finances is huge. Communication. Just learning how to talk to each other so that you know you're not talking at each other, but you're actually communicating in a way that the other person understands. Um, So some of that has to do with listening as well as talking? What did you say? Yeah, Yeah, I mean, yes, (laughs) obviously, yes. You know, communication is a two-way street. You have to talk. You know, we used to have those walkie-talkies, and you push that button down to talk, but you have to let it up to listen. And the same thing in marriage. But uh, children, and I talk about children, I mean parenting. Yeah. Even after they're grown. And then, of course, uh, 
grandchildren maybe yeah grandchildren and and sex in-laws. you know would be a <laughs> yeah in-laws dealing learn how to deal with in-laws things like that okay so money sex in-laws maybe those are the big three communication certainly one of the fourth of the big three and when we come back on encouragement today we're going to talk about some solutions some ways to build a lasting marriage stay tuned as we continue on encouragement today Are you a person who finds joy in helping others? If so, you might consider training to become a certified Christian life coach. The Master Life Coach Training Institute provides training that will equip you as a coach to use biblical principles to apply to personal, social, and relational issues. You can learn more about this 14-week training program that will move you toward life coach certification at masterlifecoach.org. That's masterlifecoach.org. Technology, it's what drives business forward, and your company needs a reliable technology partner. Enterprise-level help desk support, IT consulting, cybersecurity, software development, cloud hosting, you name it, all things IT-related, and Revival Technology can help. Visit RevivalTechnology.com or call 972-961-4141. That's 972-961-4141. The Hearts of Love International Diaper Ministry supplies diapers to orphan and abandoned babies in third world countries. Most orphanages cannot afford to purchase even the most basic of diapers, so Hearts of Love created a specialized cloth diaper that can be washed and worn many times, making it practical and long-lasting. To support this vital ministry, visit heartsofloveintl.com. Is your school or ministry looking for a new and better way to raise funds? Many are raising $30,000 to over $100,000 through an event called Feed the Need, where families pack 10,000 meals for hungry children locally and overseas. If your school or ministry is interested in raising major funds while helping others who are less fortunate, get free information from the Champion Group at champevents.com. That's champevents.com. Welcome back to Encouragement Today. I'm Don Hawkins. In studio with me, Dr. Glenn Cook and Dr. Kelly Carr. Uh, These men are both certified life coaches, Christian life coaches, working with Master Life Coach Training Institute. We want to move now from the issue of problems to some solutions. When a couple comes in to see you and they're having problems, uh, what fundamental thing or things do you try to address with them, Glenn? Well, one of the first things I try to address is where are they together? Are they really uh, doing things together? Do they still have a date night? Mm-hmm. Do they still work together? My wife and I, one of the things we like to do is work together. We're building a swing set right now mm. for our grandchildren. And it's wonderful to see her being the helpmate that God created her to be. What I can't do, she is fundamentally good at. What I can do, uh, she may have a problem in some area, but she always is a helpmate. 
Hmm. Are we doing things together properly and in order? You know, it's interesting. I had a friend who once said, if two people are identical in a marriage, one of them is useless. <laughs> Amen. They, they yeah. need to complement each other. Kelly, where do you start with couples in terms of turning the ship around and getting them in a position to go the distance? One of the things that, that I do personally is whenever somebody comes in, I'll have a, a little questionnaire that I have both fill out. And it just covers just some basic things, you know, very simple things. But, you know, one of the things I'll ask them in, in your words, just describe in your own words, what do you think the problem is? And how long has this problem been going on? And I'll ask other things like, have you anything traumatic happened in, in your life in the last, you know, couple of years? So when I begin to look through those and I just kind of read these back, it's amazing how what this person thinks the problem is and this person thinks the problem is uh, are so different. So it just kind of it aids in the communication. Yeah. That gets you a starting place, at least, if you find out which one is on one planet and which one is on another. What do you say to the couple who says, as a couple once said to me when they came in, uh, we're going to see the divorce lawyer tomorrow. You're <laughs> our last stop. And I literally had a couple say that to me. Yeah. And there's the rest of the story. Kelly, what do you say to that couple? So, well, if you've already made up your mind, that's fine. You probably are only here really to see me to, to get my stamp of approval on it. <laughs> Which uh, you're not going to give them, probably. <laughs> right. I'm not going to give them that. But I'm saying, look, especially if I'm talking to two people that are believers. Mm -hmm. And usually they're coming to me because both of them are believers. And they just can't get along. So, listen, if God put the Holy Spirit in both of you, then he's given both of you the power to overcome this. Hmm. That's one thing that a Christian marriage has that an unchristian marriage doesn't have. That's the Holy Spirit. And you just have to learn how to listen to him, and take hold of that power, find the, the tools that you need, and really be willing to, to get back to God. I mean, it's not a matter of who is right. It's not a matter of winning an argument. It's about coming together and reconciliation. So when you have winners and losers, nobody wins. Nobody wins in that situation. Yeah. Glenn, what about the couple or the person in a marriage who says, I don't need a life coach. I don't need a counselor. I don't need help. What do you say to that person? Well, let's look at the first couple. Now, they had everything. They didn't have to worry about nothing. Garden of Eden. That's right. No mortgage. Amen. <laughs> they didn't have bills. But you know what? They had the ability to listen to God, and they had the privilege of walking and talking with him in the cool of the day, yet they chose to listen to the devil instead of listening to God. They decided that God wasn't on their side, that he was trying to keep something from them. The fact of the matter, what he was trying to keep from them was hurt and pain. The exact same things that have been caused because people refused to listen to him then, and they refuse to listen to him now. Now listen, we need to hear God. Man is never right. God always is. So friend, where is the Lord in your marriage? I think of Peter's instructions in 1 Peter 3, verses 1 through 7, which calls for wives to be submissive toward their husbands, which, by the way, doesn't mean you don't have a voice or an opinion. 
One of the best illustrations I've heard of this concept is of a colonel working with a general in the military or an executive vice president with the president of a corporation. And the husband's role, according to verse 7, underscores this. Men, we are to dwell with our wives according to knowledge. In other words, become a student of our wives and honor them as the finely tuned individuals they are. My wife Kathy explains this contrast as wives being like those finely tuned sports cars and husbands like old pickup trucks. When both husbands and wives follow these seven verses, God promises that our prayers will not be hindered. Now, if you're preparing for marriage, be sure to schedule time with your pastor, a Christian counselor, or a faith-based life coach. And speaking of Christian coaching, the Christian life coach enables individuals and groups to move from where they are to where they want to be, to identify their strengths and passions, discover their life purpose, build confidence, and nurture a richer relationship with the Lord. You can learn more about becoming a certified Christian life coach by visiting masterlifecoach.org. Just think about the ministry opportunities available to the trained Christian life coach. Again, that web address, masterlifecoach.org. By the way, if you'd like to check out some of our previous programs, they are available at the website, masterlifecoach.org. Just go to that website and click on the radio button. You'll find them there. Again, that's masterlifecoach.org. Thank you to Keith Mayo and Steve Krumloff for their production assistance, and a special thank you to our sponsors, including the Master Life Coach Training Institute, Revival Technologies, 12 Stones Financial Services, The Champion Group, and Priority Roofing. Each weekend, we come your way to provide biblically-based encouragement and insight on Encouragement Today. Encouragement Today is a production of Encouragement Communications in association with the Center for Strategic Partnerships.